Today I'd like to share some reflections on Kaimiki Christian School. I want to start with three biblical foundational passages for the school. So let's uh, look together at uh, Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. This establishes that our universe didn't just somehow, out of nothing, something was created. Science can never duplicate that. Nothing becomes something. And furthermore, that it didn't just on its own evolve into uh, what we see today on our world. Rather, God clearly uh, established and created the heavens and the earth. And the underlying theme of the whole rest of the Bible is he did so with the design and for a purpose. Any educational philosophy that doesn't take this foundational truth to heart is, despite whatever good they may accomplish, it's built on a foundation of sand rather than on the rock. Many schools talk about wanting to help children, students achieve their potential, but what distinguishes Kaimiki Christian from many of these schools is that we're not trying to achieve a, a human, what we as humans are on our own capable of achieving, but rather we're trying to help our students achieve his or her God-intended potential. This is, this is enunciated in our mission statement of the school. Our mission is to bring glory to God by nurturing all children enrolled in our school, by educating them to their God-intended potential. Let's look next at Proverbs 22.6 where we read, Train a child in the way he should go, and when he is old he will not turn from it. This is a proverb or a principle that establishes that we as parents or as school educators want to do our very best to lay a solid biblical foundation in our child or our students' lives. Why? Because we, we believe and we have the scripture to back up our belief that it increases the likeliness that when they come of age, the child will choose to have a lifestyle built on that very foundation. KCS seeks to partner with families to provide a biblical foundation in a child's life. And then uh, let's also look at Mark chapter 10, where we read, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child cannot enter it. And he took the children in his arms and placed his hands on them and blessed them. Well, Jesus was indignant that his disciples were rebuking parents for trying to bring their children to him. 
Webster's defines the word indignant as intense, righteous anger. Well, mostly I suppose it was because of what they were doing, but I think it also had to do that not that long before he had told a similar thing to the disciples and warned them that if anyone hinders a child's coming to me, it would have been better if they had had a big millstone tied around their neck and they were thrown into the ocean. And yet, like me, sometimes they're slow to take in what God has to say to us. Here they were in this passage. Jesus clearly lets us know that children are dear to his heart and that we should do our best as educators, be it parents, family members, or in a school situation, to encourage them to develop a close relationship with him. With these few thoughts on the biblical educational philosophy that undergirds KCS, I'd like to take a brief look at the history of our church and school. Kaimakee Christian Church started as Kaimakee Christian School back in 1909, when Maud Foster, who had moved into the new suburb of Kaimakee, saw children out playing in the street on Sunday morning, and just her heart grieved her. There were no churches for them nearby to go to. So she decided to start a Sunday school in her home. Sometime after 1912, when this photo was taken, her Sunday school had grown to such an extent that they had to find and make arrangements to meet on the grounds of Queen Liliokalani Elementary School. Here in this photo, we see uh, her name was Alice Rasman in the back left with a dark hat on. She was a friend of of Maud's from, they were both members of First Christian Church down on Kuala Street in Makiki. And Alice volunteered to come up and help uh, with teaching the Sunday school. Alice's son, Bill Rasman, taught the boys, and I'm guessing that he was meeting in another location nearby with them. By 1923, the Sunday school had developed and now had a church which purchased property right here, right on this part, where this area here is the lot they purchased. And in 1924, they built a a wooden chapel. And this next slide shows that chapel. This picture was taken about 1967. By that time, the church had grown to the extent that there wasn't room anymore in that chapel. And also, the chapel was literally falling apart from termite damage. I remember as a young boy seeing the holes in the floor where uh, women oftentimes wore uh, high heels in those days, and their their heels punched holes in the floor. Uh, Thank goodness we are a church, otherwise there are liability issues that were (laughs) possible through that. So the elders decided that what we need to do is tear down this old chapel, and if you look in the background, you can see a wooden educational wing, and build a modern facility, modern chapel and educational wing. But that takes time, and we've, if you've been here for a few years, you know that 
Remember here, when we doubled the size of our worship center, we had to meet over at Lulio Kalani for, for a period of time. Right when this discussion was going on, it was announced that St. Paul's Lutheran Church, which is up the street, uh, was up the street right across from the fire station, announced that it was going to have to close because of declining enrollment. Well, our leadership made an arrangement with them to lease their property until the facilities on this location were ready to, to be moved into. St. Paul's Lutheran Church had a school, St. Paul's Lutheran Preschool and Elementary School. The, the church told them that, yeah, we're having to close down, we need the money, we're going to have to sell the property, so the school is going to have to close down too. And the school staff got acquainted with our church leadership because of this arrangement we had to meet there. They approached my dad one day and said, we understand you're building an educational wing that's going to sit empty Monday through Friday. We have a school that's about to be shut down. Would your church consider adopting us? Well, praise God, as is announced in this next slide, uh, this comes from the Suburban Press, June 26, 1968, front page, announcing that was, what was formerly St. Paul's School is now going to become Kaimakee Christian School and would be opening its doors on September of 1968. So that was a nice little publicity, uh, letting people know that uh, we are going to have a school here. Many things that have transpired in the almost 50 years since that time, that day. We don't have time today to, to get into them, but I would like to share four key things that I, I find important. The first is in 1995, we were able to open a middle school. And I think this is important because middle school is a, is a challenging age for, for students. They, they don't call it middle for no good reason. They're not really little children anymore, but they haven't quite got the maturity that we can see even by high school. And so for us to be able to extend our education, uh, trying to plant a Christian foundation in their lives up through middle school, that was a, a significant step. Then between 1998 and 2014, Kaimaki Christian Church and School was able to purchase eight of the remaining nine properties on this block. And that allowed for the expansion of this church and the growth of the school that God had envisioned for us here at Kaimaki Christian. Between 1999 and 2016, uh, we undertook seven major renovation or building projects to double the size of the worship center, to really about quadruple the size of our lanai out there, wrap it around to provide a space to gather. Uh, we, we built additional classrooms, meeting venues, offices, parking spaces, and upgraded playgrounds. Then in 2016, KCS graduated its first high school senior class. 
This is significant because this means we are given four more years to invest in the lives of our students, helping them to internalize the values that hopefully would provide a strong enough foundation that no matter where they went from here, they would be rooted in Christ. For over 20 years now, Kaimiki Christian Church has had a vision, a vision for the block. But the properties acquired and the renovations that have taken place, these aren't the vision. We've tried to stress that they house the vision. As a ministry of Kaimiki Christian Church, the vision of the school is to implement its mission statement, which, as I've shared, is to bring glory to God by educating each child, nurturing them in the school to reach his or her God-intended potential. It's a common practice in schools these days to uh, prepare a, a framework which uh, lays out how they're going to achieve whatever mission they've set for themselves. The educationalese term for it is ESLERS, which stands for Expected School-Wide Learning Results. Here at KCS, we've, uh, we've drawn on the inspiration from Luke 2.52 in developing our Esslers. Here we read that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. We've actually laid it out as six different Esslers, and I'd like to uh, briefly go through them with you. Every year, the students are, are reminded of what our Esslers are, and they're told that at the end of the year, they're going to present them to their parents, teachers, and administrators, uh, sharing with them how they have grown in these, these areas. The first Esler is spiritually growing, which can be compared to Jesus growing in favor with God there in Luke 2. Some of the steps that KCS takes to promote growth in this area include that every morning in the classroom we start the day with devotions. Every morning, I should say, Monday through Thursday. On Friday, we gather together as a school for chapel. Our own Sandy Simmons teaches Christian education to the elementary students each week. And in the upper school, we build Bible, the Bible, study of the Bible and Christian apologetics right into the curriculum. We also ask our upper school students to daily keep journals of the devotions. And we give them projects such as this one, which our eighth graders this December put together a middle school Christmas devotional. And I'd like to share this morning one of them. Seventh grader Allie Gerlo chose Ephesians 6.11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. She went on to say we need to always have this armor with us so we can resist the devil's temptations and tricks that he will bring into our lives. Life isn't an easy test that we need to take before we go to the judgment. 
It's an opportunity to prove ourselves to God and to show him that we love him with all our hearts. The devil wants to stop you from doing what God has planned for you, and we do not want that to happen. Amen. Other opportunities to see evidence of spiritual growth are provided by our Christmas programs and spring concerts, and I have here one flowing right into the other, a couple clips. can understand why I always look forward to Christmas and spring concerts and how proud I am. Uh, on average, about 30% of our students come from non-church families. And we see fruit from that as they see the evidence of God being at work in their child's life. Well, every Friday we do end on a high note with chapel, and I have a brief clip from that. In the back there, you can see some puppets. They're enjoying the music, but actually they're there because following the music, the worship time, there's going to be a, a puppet play. Usually humorous, but always with a biblical truth in it. So it keeps their attention, but uh, it instills good biblical values. And baptism, of course, is another opportunity occasion to joyfully celebrate, and a clear evidence of spiritual growth in uh, a number of our students' lives. You know, in that, uh, that video that preceded my message, uh, you might have seen the name uh, Kanoho um, and his wife, Lori. Uh, they're an example of the fruit of they saw changes in their life of their children. They started coming to this church, we're baptizing are now members of this church. Well, our second Esler, or expected learning result, is what we call critical thinkers. It's a, a component, I would say, of the wisdom that Jesus grew in. Knowledge, of course, is an important part of wisdom. But the thing is, knowledge on its own can be used for evil as well as for good. So here at KCS, we want to see knowledge interwoven with wisdom, where wisdom exercises insight and discernment regarding how best to apply knowledge in real life situations. There's an expression that some schools will use that our students will say, uh, I was learned how to think, not 
so much what to think. And, and there's some validity to that. We don't want puppets. God didn't create us as puppets. God wants us to use that discernment and to um, learn how to think. What that expression would mean here at KCS is that we want our students to be on a lifelong journey to seek truth. And real truth, wherever it's found, has to come from God. There is no such thing as truth outside of coming from God. Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we want the, our students to be on a journey, lifelong journey, seeking truth with the Bible as the compass. As Paul puts it in uh, 2 Timothy 2.15, he says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Our students enter into various competitions and activities where the ability to think critically, to display wisdom is, is a key component. In this slide, we see one of our um, high schoolers with the award that on her left is Circuit Court Judge Susan Okimawi, who uh, coincidentally is a classmate of mine from Kalani. For the essay which Elise had turned in to the Ninth District Circuit Court uh, Civics Essay Competition, there are several judges. They all read all of them and then compared notes. They, of course, didn't know who the student was or what school they were from. They made their decisions and they selected Elise for the uh, second prize. But Susan shared with us afterwards when they did find out who, who she was that all the other entrants were in 11th and 12th grade and they were surprised when they learned that Elise was only in 10th grade. <laughs> the third uh, Essler is to be self-directed learners. This trait is also, I believe, a component of what it means to be wise, to develop the inner motivation and to be a self-starter and self-discipline rather than continually depending on others for motivation and direction in life. Opportunities at the school to develop in this area comes from the students being given a block of time, okay, the next 15 minutes of yours, use it wisely. And uh, we see them developing over time to make good use of that, that block. Particularly as they get older, we give them long-term assignments and we encourage them, don't wait till the end and pull an all-nighter. Start early and do it uh, over time. And yes, even giving them homework uh, can be an opportunity to be a self-directed learner. The next trait is effective communicators. This relates to Jesus growing in favor with men. It doesn't matter how much you know or how good your ideas are if, if you aren't able to effectively communicate with others. So we seek to provide opportunities to develop that skill. Uh, writing is an important means of communication. Uh, we are helping our students to get into the habit of, okay, pick a topic, next step, develop an outline, have teacher look it over, 
Next step is submit a, a rough draft, get some feedback from teacher, maybe another draft anyway, then come to the point that it's a polished uh, paper that effectively communicates what you intended to share. Other opportunities are available through uh, debates that we stage, uh, opportunities to speak before others, uh, opportunities to be part of the eighth grade drama production at the end of the school year, and so on. The fifth Essler is to become an active community participant. God created us for community and expects us to grow in favor with men by being other-centered followers of Jesus who came not to be served but to serve. Being an active community participant also includes an openness and an understanding of cultures other than one's own. Right here within walking distance of the school there's senior care homes that we've been able to develop a relationship with the residents over the past two years. Every December, the Kaimaki Business and Professional Association puts on a Kaimaki Christmas parade, and that's a natural for us and a way to make our presence known in the community. Every year, we gather and raise funds and go across the street to the library. Uh, this is a donation to a good cause and also good, creates goodwill in the community for our church and school. Each August, the high schoolers start their year by going out for several days to Waianae. And there they partner with uh, some boots on the ground organizations trying to serve the community there. Further afield, our trip to the Philippines is quite a, a, an experience. This is the Payata City Dump where our, our students try and touch the lives of families. We find that they, our students not only try and touch lives there, but they come home having been touched themselves. We hear this from the families that the things that their children and teenagers had taken for granted, they're now much more appreciative of. China is an exciting trip. Uh, it's, it's an awesome place. The uh, Great Wall is only one of many great um, experiences for our students. China also provides opportunities for uh, growing in appreciation for other cultures. We've chosen Chinese as the language we teach, uh, the foreign language in this school, and that's why we take them to China. Um, our hope in part is that some might feel a calling from the Lord to uh, either through business or through uh, tent-making evangelism, go to China and uh, reach out to the people there. That, that last uh, video was from, there's a park in Beijing that is quite large and Mostly retirees come to enjoy the community and their uh, culture together. A lot of different stations, so to speak, different things going on. 
Now this part of their culture is one I, I have to confess I had some challenge in appreciating. Uh, what we're looking at is scorpion on shish kebabs, that is fried scorpions on bamboo. And it was challenging for me to appreciate that uh, the son of uh, our members, David and Annabelle Stone, uh, Sam Stone, and my daughter decided to take it upon themselves to eat these scorpions, uh, really fully engaging in that aspect of culture. The last Essler is we want to see our students become healthy individuals. I noted as I was preparing this kind of interesting timing, this comes right after that last slide. But nevertheless, we are trying to instill a healthy lifestyle in our students. Opportunities for this comes from PE, every week, recesses every day, our cater, we picked a cater that serves healthy lunches, and starting in fourth grade we have sports opportunities and we have a couple clips for that. Here we see our girls volleyball team, we're, we're uh, on the left, KCS is on the left. And here's our boys cross-country team. We, we take a range of students at KCS. So our, our hope is that they will work hard to achieve their God-intended potential. That's us in the dark blue uniforms there. And this is also us in the dark blue uniforms. So we've joined a league that isn't all about winning. We want to see the students participate and try their best. And we... We're proud of them if they do that. High school is now the culmination of the Kaimiki Christian School educational program. And as you listen to the clip that follows, given by this past year's salutatorian, Paul Lee, I hope you can pick up on the uh, audio that he mentions um, self-directed learning, spiritual growth, and appreciation of others. Uh, in his speech. But, yes, over the years, Sam and I have now learned the subject matter of our classes. We have learned to be more organized and self-directed. We have learned to take responsibility for our actions, acknowledging and growing from our mistakes and mishaps. Our faith has grown deeper and our hearts bigger, as we've been challenged to live the lives in which God has blessed us to our fullest. And of course, all of this would have been possible without the hopes of our team. So it's with heartfelt appreciation that we express our gratitude to them. Thank you, Mr. Miller, for being a role model and a mentor. Thank you, Mrs. Watanabe, for keeping me and Sam accountable and responsible, as well as romantically correct. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Valente, for pushing our mental limits and inspiring us. Thank you, Mrs. Fong, for never saying no, even when we needed help in the last few days. Thank you, Mr. Kong for your spiritual guidance and appetizing lunches. Thank you, Ms. Van, for opening our eyes and giving us a new perspective of the world in which we live. And thank you, Mr. Curry, for your encouragement and affirmation. Sam and I want to thank both of our parents for their enduring love. This past May, I and Sarah Silsby were um, honored by the school at a, uh, an event um, 
acknowledging our coming retirement. A picture was taken at this event that I'm going to treasure for the rest of my life. In it are my mother-in-law, Helen McKenzie, our school's first principal and principal for 31 years. My wife, Laura, who was a member of the third graduating class from KCS and the first class to graduate here in this worship center. And my daughter, Mackenzie, who was a member of the first high school graduating class. To say that KCS has had a major impact on my family's life is truly an understatement. I want to take this opportunity to thank Pastor Ron and the elders and you, the members of Kaimiki Christian Church, for the support that you've given to our school through the years. I believe that the best is yet to come for the school as we continue to reach out to touch young lives for Christ and reach out to their families for his kingdom. Lord, you are great, and we ask for your blessing to continue upon this church and its school as we seek to touch lives for your kingdom. Amen.